This podcast was made possible by listeners just like you. Him? Her? I think it's a her. It's a her? No, it's, it's a, a him. him. That's right. It's, it's one of your characters, so it's always... Yeah, it's always... fuck you. <laughs> X gonna give it to you. If only I could bark like DMX. Savage gonna give it to you. And as long as I got my suit and tie, I'm gonna leave it out on the floor tonight. You are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. If you like what you hear on the podcast, please subscribe to us on iTunes or check out our website at keepitclassy.podbean.com. Or please drop us an email at keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. We'd be glad to hear from you. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Keep It Classy, your first stop for all things fighting games. We'd like to welcome you all back to the podcast. This is episode number six, season two, round six, season two, round seven, something like that. It's episode one. Yes. <laughs> <It's episode laughs> yes, we are back. Podcast. I'm sorry, I was trying to say it with confidence, and I think I came out with menace. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, this is the first stop for all things fighting games, round number 21, and uh, season two, round number, let's say, six, for those of you keeping track. Uh, so yeah, uh, good to be back, you guys. I, as always, am uh, your host, Keith Barletta, a.k.a. Pockbell, and with me, as always, is my good friend, and co-host, Ivy, a.k.a. Savage. What's up, Savage? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, I also realized that when I agreed to do this podcast, I had also just smoked an obnoxious amount of weed before I agreed to that. We don't so we don't condone drug use on this podcast. We hey, don't. I have a prescription, okay? <laughs> we live in California. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, kids, if you have all the problems I have, then yes, go get yourself a blunt because it's all downhill from here, okay? <laughs> So we'd like to welcome you guys back to the podcast. We're glad you guys uh, have joined us here. Uh, some things that you can, uh, you guys can expect from us today. Uh, we're going to review the new Blaze Blue game, especially since the new patch for it just came out. Uh, we're going to break it down for you guys, hopefully uh, inspire some of you to pick it up, because it's one of our favorite games, and it has been for shit, oh, shit. five years, since like 2009, 2000-something. Yeah. Dude, it's been a long time. Uh, and for our main topic, you know what we're going to do? We're going to look into the future. We're going to look, we're going to see the future of the fighting game. We're going to look in our crystal balls, and we're going to tell you what the future of fighting games is, and it will come to pass. In you know, pro- in this, this, this is perfect. No, because I was just, go- like, I was going to print up some business cards, and I was going to add futurists to <laughs> the end of my card. It's going to say, Psych- editor... Futurist, you know. Futurist. I, I look to the future. I'm already, I'm already ready for what's coming, man. I'm already, <laughs> I'm, I'm the Batman of this world. Man. I'm ready. I'm prepared. I'm a futurist. <laughs> futurist, editor, podcast tier, podcast, podcaster, podcaster. Yeah, podcast. podcaster. There we go. Uh, Ooh, right. Or we would be podcast jockeys. 
Yeah, we, I, we we ride the podcast hard and put it put it away wet. Is that? I guess, yep. Really? Yeah. I guess there's no other way to describe <laughs> what we're doing to this audio file right now. Oh, <laughs> okay. So, uh, also, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, uh, another another quick is, a, is an anecdote. We're also going to break down uh, a little bit about what <laughs> what we've been doing. Uh, we we actually went to our first Wednesday night fights. Uh, for the first time in a little while, we're going to break that down for you guys. Oh, and also, yeah. uh, character of the week this week is going to be M. Bison from Super oh, Street Fighter 4 <laughs> Arcade Edition 2012. Uh, they've just released all the changes and stuff, or they, uh, Combo Fiend did a video, uh, comparing the old Bison with the new Bison for, uh, cause Ultra's coming out, uh, on the, on June 6th, I believe, for digital download. For those of you who already own, Super Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition 2012. You can pick it up. New five new characters. Uh, if you pre-order it, you get some costumes. You get this, all the new balance changes for 15 bucks. Pretty cool. Pretty good deal. You know, it's a business model. Uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited for Capcom to commit to this business model. You know, because uh, it's a step in the right direction. But uh, but fuck Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but well, no, I, I'm just kidding. I'm actually really excited about this match. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. And and here's the thing. So we're gonna break down. We're gonna tell you guys a story, okay? We're gonna tell you guys a story of our Wednesday night fights experience. And uh, so we so we went down because this will just be a little anecdote, uh, just to bring you guys in, get get you ready for the podcasting. So if you can imagine me and Savage, and uh, it was my fiance and our buddy Morty, uh, who's my Tekken Tekken partner he's my tech and fiance and we're we all cram in a car we drive down to fucking walnut california we get hassled by a bunch of homeless people we have some shitty chinese food it's great we go into the arcade bada bing we're there super arcade wednesday night fights and uh it was a lot of fun i really i'm you know I, I really, really love uh, seeing the fighting game community come together. I've always loved watching the stream, but going there in person was really, uh, really incredible and eye-opening for me. It, it was eye-opening for all of us because I never thought I would see you blush. <laughs> I told you were so excited. I You're did, like, and I and I also yeah no I know all the I knew all the people that were there, and uh, my fiance totally almost. Went and picked a fight with Golden Boy Neo. T-shirt that he was wearing, that was awesome. And I totally made an ass of myself in front of Alex Valle. uh, Because I was like, you're Alex Valle. He's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He already knew it's going good. I was like, man, this is my first time here. And I didn't know how cool the place this was. It was really exciting. He's like, are you playing tonight? I was like, I didn't bring my stick. He's like, uh-huh. And then he turned away and walked away. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's, that's really... I mean, that was, must have been a really rough moment for you, but that is hilarious. <laughs> like, that is just so cold-blooded. <laughs> they're, all, they're all nice people. And this is actually... You know what it is? Because you notice there's a really... There's a real difference going out there um, in terms of how you feel when you when you play uh, from going out and playing around a bunch of people when, than when you're uh, online playing against people online. Okay, because when we went there, I mean, it was it was bolstering to lose. You know what I mean? Like I, we lost over and over again. 
Tekken, with Street Fighter. But it was it was fun, man. It was so cool. It was cool. We could talk to people. They totally didn't know what to do with us because we had a lot of energy and we yelled a lot. So we'd be playing Tekken and be like, holy shit, how the fuck do you do that? And they're like, oh my god, who are these random ass fucking... <laughs> it was just, man, I feel, I feel like we sacked Rome. <laughs> it was just, we went there, we came, we went, and we left fire in our wake. Like, everyone was like, who the fuck were those three assholes? Like, we just, I don't know, but it was so much fun. Yeah. I'm going to definitely go back with my stick. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna find time. It's definitely gonna be a thing because it because when you go back and you're around other people, even though you know if you're if you're friendly and you try to sit in and play, and also just as a side note, Super Arcade, you guys are doing it right. Five ten bucks to rent a fucking game and play it all night. That's awesome. That's how you do. Uh, that's how you do an ar- keep an arcade going. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's fucking awesome. Uh, but yeah, we went. <laughs> and the best part about this arcade. Just as an aside, it's like when you because the games are all segregated, right? Like there's like <laughs> there's like the Tekken off to the left hand side, and then all the Street Fighters in the middle where the because uh, we went to Wednesday, Thursday they do Marvel and all that shit, but Wednesday they had Street Fighter all queued up on all the machines, and so they got you know Street Fighter there and the stream, and then like you know they got the old school games like CVS two and Marvel two all in the back, and then in the back you hear this like screaming. And you're like, what is all that screaming and shouting and cursing? And you go back and you're totally playing Third Strike. <laughs> so you're just like, oh, man. So all the rage is in the back with Third Strike. Oh, wait, no. What was that guy's line? He had the best line. What was it? All right. All right. Uh, he cheesed out the Jurian with the with the can, like, lo, like low, light kick into the Ultra. Like, not Ultra, but Super. Yeah. He did it to him twice in a row. <laughs> just to chip him out, right? And he's like, he wins. He puts his hands up and he goes, "Yes, I'm a faggot, but I'm the winner. And I'm the winner. Yeah, the faggot winner." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because he, and he that was and because he, he was fighting Kino. He's like, "Fuck you, Kino. I'm a faggot, but I win." I'm like, "Whoa." Because because uh, you're actually still playing for money in the back of the arcade there for fifty for those fifty cents or whatever <laughs> whatever it was uh, yeah it was fun it was a lot of fun I really encourage you guys if you live in California go down there go check out Wednesday night fights bring bring a stick don't don't be don't be like me, me and be all nervous to go down and like play with a bunch of random strangers because they're all nice especially the Tekken guys Tekken guys are chill. They're having fun. You could play with the dudes that have been there for 10 fucking years. I'm like, this place has been around for 10 years? What? Uh, it's awesome. And then Street Fighter is a little bit more hardcore, but it's it's still fun. It's still fun. Uh, so, yeah, so if you guys get a chance, go down and check out Wednesday Night Fights. We got uh, our, my buddy Morty. is uh, Our friend went down. And he's like, I got to practice. We got to go back. And we got to do that. You know, it's, it's very inspiring to sit down and, and play with a bunch of people you don't know. So, uh, so yeah, so it was fun. And, uh, so yeah, let's move on to, let's start talking a little bit about, uh, Blaze Blue. So the new Blaze Blue is Blaze Blue Chrono Phantasma. Phantasma? Chrono Phantasma. Yeah. yeah, Chrono Phantasma. The newest edition of Blaze Blue. It came out a couple of weeks ago and they just did, um, or no, more than a couple of weeks. It was the end of March. And then they did, uh, a patch for it, a, a balance patch for it as well. Uh, this game, They've made a lot of changes since the original game, but we're, let's just start this off with 
Blaze Blue is one of the best fighting games out there right now, and you guys can pick it up and play it. If you're new to the podcast, go out, pick this game up, and play it. It's a great game to learn how to play. It's a great game to – if you're new, I mean, I mean, what do you, what do you think, Savage? I can't say enough about Blaze Blue, especially if you're someone that loves picking one character and sticking with them. Blaze Blue is the game for you. Every character plays uniquely, and when you find your character, you love that character to the bitter, bitter end until they change his combos like three times in a fucking row, and you just <laughs> and you just can't deal with it anymore. And you just you need change, you know? Like you can't you can't stay with the same person and have them change on you so much because then they're not the same person anymore, are they? You know? <laughs> like, Still the same person? Come on, they're not. It's not the same. That's not, not the man I married. Or today is not the man I entered this. I, I can't. The point is, Blaze Blue is a great game. Well, it even break like, your heart. I love, I love the way that they've done because we talked about it in one of our previous podcasts where it's like, hey, wouldn't X Factor be? It was one of our, our wouldn't X Factor be better rants, and it was uh, wouldn't X Factor be better if. You could either use it to increase your combo, like use it as a Roman cancel and maybe do a little extra damage on a combo. Or you use it as a comeback, like your comeback mechanic is you have X Factor and maybe it start, you start the match with it or it charges up over time or whatever. You use it to interrupt a combo and extend it, do extra damage, or you use it to interrupt their combo uh, and get them off of you so you can have, you have a comeback mechanic that you can use anytime. But that you can use in whatever way that you want to use it. It's not just like you turn it on and then you just throw fire, you just fucking wail on each other and do one hit kill combos. Okay, that's exactly what Blaze Blue has done with this edition of the game. They have a burst system where you can use the burst to make him get off of you, and you can also use two thirds of the burst to go into this like Super Saiyan overdrive mode and you can extend your combo and they can't break out of the combo when you're doing it. And so if you know what you're doing, you can really Use this. Uh, I mean, we're just scratching the surface of of what this mechanic can do, but it's a great, great change that they've made to the game, where they they've taken this, you know, burst comeback meter thing, and you can use it however the fuck you want to use it uh, to make. And each character has like a unique thing that they do when they go into their overdrive mode. That's that's the one thing I'm iffy about because that that's gonna get that's they have to stay on top of tweaking that because. As people get more in, like more in depth into that game, they're going to start. They're going to start unveiling things they, that none of us ever even saw coming, and they need to be on top of nerfing and or I would just say be ready to nerf someone's overdrive because it's different for every single person. Yeah, Does it's that make different. Sense? Yeah, it's different for every person. And the thing is, is overdrive it changes. Uh, like so, because I love Arc System, it it will only it'll last less. It'll last longer if you just use it raw, but if you use it in the middle of a combo, it only lasts basically for the duration of that combo, and then it's pretty much gone. So they're already got some things in place. But anyway, this is great. It's got a great system, and, and it's all awesome. And this game is what? It's uh, – how many new characters is it? Like six? It's oh, like shit. it's like Bullet, Amane, Kokonoe, Terumi. Um, what is it? The uh, Bullet – no, we already did Bullet. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, all right, hold on, wait, wait, let's start oh, over. Kamane, Bullet, Kokonoe, um, oh, fuck, you know, why, why are we doing this? We got the internet. Yeah, no, it's at least six, 
six or so characters. Yeah, so it's yeah one T- Kokonoe, Tarumi, Kagura, Izayoi, uh, Az- Azriel, Bullet, Amane, uh, and let's see, Relius is already in the game. Yeah, a lot of fucking characters. Yeah, so you get a ton of new characters with the with this game. It's awesome. All right, it's awesome, and Blaze Blue has a system that's been around for a very long time and has been tweaked and refined uh, over over the years. And they still have uh, they still have their um, you know people always look at me funny when I'm like they have Smash Bros mode in this game where they have a mode where you can just to get used to the pace of the game and get used to what kind of moves your character can do. It's basically they rather than uh, they give you an, an easy mode where you can you have a mash a combo like they have a couple of combos that you can do based on which direction you push and you mash jab and it'll just automatically do a combo. You have a special move button that does different special moves based on which direction you push and they have like a super button and then they have their drive right. So like they have they have modes for beginners to get in and play and not only that and this is what my favorite part is is this game has crazy super mind fuck lore to it they go way. <laughs> Way back, and they basically, they to to compensate for people who are just coming into the game and who have not played it and who don't know anything about it, they basically have a mode where a, sit, a teacher takes the retard of the cast, sits him down in a chair, and explains to the retard what the story thus far. Is. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucking. I'm like, this is so perfect. Okay, like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's uh, what's his name? It's uh, Miss Lychee. Does she does like a tutorial? She takes Talcaca, sits her down in a chair, and she's like, "So Talcaca, do you remember what happened for the past five years?" And she's like, "No, I'm retarded." And she's like, "Okay, let's go through it." And they give you a summary of everything that happened up to this point. So if you love that lore, if you love that story mode, you can get right back into it without without uh, missing too much of a beat in this game. Oh man, I love the lore in that game. Time travel in a fighting game, I love it. Well, and they also incorporated a new thing into training mode, and I think it's tra- it's definitely in the challenge mode where you can practice the combos, and it might also be in the training mode as well. This is a new – they added a new feature that I don't think another fighting game has done yet, but they basically made it so that each of the buttons, when you push them, plays a, a musical note, like a tone. So – you can do a, you can memorize a combo based on how it sounds, based on its tones. So, you know, it's you know, there people have made a lot of comparisons between fighting games and music. A lot of times, some of the best fighting game players in the world, uh, they all play some kind of instrument because the ability to memorize finger combinations is always easier when you have music to associate it with. Uh, so now they basically turned on. They give you this mode where you're when you're training, whatever. You can learn the timing of these combos by learning the melody of the button inputs of how the combos go through. I think that's, that's fantastic. Like, yeah, I, that's, it's, that's really cool. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's the, and it's going to be the only way I can learn any of the Amane combos or the Carl combos. Oh God, the Carl combos. Yeah. Oh. So rather than you having to think, cause it's, it's literally like it's light, medium, heavy, and then like a special button. Those are your four buttons. And it literally is, uh, inclining tone. So it's like, dun, 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 like, you know. And so, you know, if, if your combo, instead of thinking in your head, your combo is, you know, A, B, B down B, C, D, A. If instead of that, it's, dun, 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 you know, you're like, okay, I remember how to do that combo, right? Like, cause I remember the button, you know, it's just, it's, we as human beings, this is, it's getting all psychological as shit right in your face, right? It's, 
it's cool. It's it, it's it, it helped me learn a lot of really ridiculous. I'm not even gonna go into how much I, I actually don't appreciate the changes they made to my character. You want to talk about a character that's changed ridiculously? Uh, Tager has. I still love him, but you know they've made a lot of changes to a lot of the characters. So if you're if you're if you're <laughs> There's a lot of new stuff in this game, even if you haven't picked it up yet, but you have played the series. <laughs> All the characters are very different now, yeah, uh, yeah. which is awesome. I, I really like it. I, re- I really like it. So, oh, I'm glad you like it. All right, whatever. I got a money now. All right, <laughs> you got, you got, I got my, I got my, yeah, I got my little Asian man boy guy that's gonna go out there and look really gay and be really annoying and be awesome and I'm going to love every second of it and I hate myself <laughs> for it but he's there <laughs> hitting people with cloth like dreidels and shit yeah yep well and also the thing I like about this too is uh, you don't there's no character select when you go through ranked you pick your character before you get into ranked and that's just your character and you level up each character your, your rank goes up with each character individually so, you know, you know that they haven't played that character. You know how much, exactly how much they've played based on, cause you see, you basically see how many matches they've won, and then you see how much they've, how well they've done with, uh, that character. So you can see exactly how experienced a player is. And you can also track your progress with each character. You're like, I've played 100 games with Tager, and I've got this rank, and whatever. And it makes people so, cause nothing is more frustrating than when you go into a match, in any fighting game, cause I, I always hate, when you can see the uh, when the opponent can see your cursor, can see who you pick, right? Because then then douchebags are just gonna like try and counterpick you, and that just bugs me. It just gives me this knot right in my <laughs> fucking stomach when I pick like a, a Zanjeef, and they're like, "Oh, you play Zanjeef? I was gonna play Hakan, but now I'm just gonna play Sagat and Tiger Shot you." I'm like, I can't. <laughs> "I'm gonna come find you." <laughs> uh, but people do that. It, it, it prevents that kind of mentality from from happening because it's not what it should be about you know what i'm saying well yeah uh, yeah i mean we've been preaching about that uh, the whole show yeah so podcast show whatever show yeah, it's a show oh, okay, I did. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh so yeah so like i said blaze blue chrono phantasma please pick it up uh they totally rebat if you've heard shit about uh kokonoi being broken uh oh. she still is but the patch made it a little bit less intense uh, so we can all we can all move on. We can all forget about the the dark ages when she just ruled the tournament scene. Um, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But yeah, this game uh, this game is awesome, and it's got a lot of good stuff to keep you there. It also has like a twelve hour long like story mode <laughs> that you could do uh, as well. It's it's really you know the game is really really cool. So if you guys get a chance, absolutely pick up. Uh, the new Blaze Blue game. This this game is uh, is really awesome, and I and I hope that um, it has a good showing uh, for the rest of the year. Um, I don't know what we're gonna see from it at Evo, if anything, but you know we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, I got my fingers crossed. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah it, it should it should be fun. So please please pick up this game. It's it's awesome, and we need more people to play online with us. Um, so yeah, that's for damn sure. So let's um let's let's move on and jump in on our uh, on our main topic this week. So our main topic is is let's talk a little bit about where fighting games will be in five years because it's it was what two thousand and eight I'm pretty sure was when uh, you know things started to really pick up. That's um, basically the release of uh, Street Fighter Four. Um, so 
that's about five years ago. Yep. That's when this all started started to pick up. Was it was it was it two thousand eight? It was two thousand eight. Well, you called it. There you go. So five years ago, uh, you you know, Street Fighter Four was released. The fighting game community was was revitalized, right? Like it was uh... back. You know, and it was great, and it was crazy and awesome because we had gone for 10 years without having a really great fucking fighting game out there, except we did, but no one cared because it was an Arc System <laughs> game. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it came back, right? And that's when the fighting game community really started to take off. So five years from uh, from now, where are we going to be? Well, it's 2014 now, so I guess it was technically six years. But uh, where are we going to be? Five years from now, you know, do you think the do you see the fighting game community stagnating again? Do you see because there's a lot of fighting games coming out now. How's it going to change, Savage? What, what, what do you predict for the future of fighting games? I predict eventually you're going to. Here, here's my thing. Five years from now, I feel like it's going to be not Tekken and whatever. You're going to have Namco characters. And <laughs> you have Namco characters that is going to be like a franchise. So, like, I, I here's why I picture five years from now, I'm going to download the Namco, the Namco app on my uh, PlayStation. And then I'm going to have a roster of free random characters and then a roster of starter characters that I can play. And it's going to be free to play. I mean, and I'm going to either have to buy characters or it's going to be like uh, Smite where I pay 30 bucks and I get all the characters that come out that year. Right. And then it's going to be just that franchise. And then maybe I'll buy a story mode for five bucks so that I can play the Tekken story mode if I want to. And right. I think that's what the future is going to be. Capcom is going to have like their Versus series as like an app. And then you're going to have like your Street Fighter series and are just going to in each each app you, you download is going to have their fighting game system. So, yeah, like the Namco one is going to be their 3D fighting game system. And the rules are going to be pretty much universal for all those characters. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a, that's a really good point is the idea that five years from now, because we talked a lot about, you know, we don't like. It's it's hard for to make video games last for a long time. Like it's hard because you know you buy it once and and then you don't need to spend any more money on it again, right? And so it's hard for companies to to take a game and just run with it for a long time because once the six million people that are going to be playing Street Fighter buy the game, that's all the money they're going to make on that game unless they release like costumes or things like that. And even then, you know, you already own the game. Why do you, you know, unless you really want it, yeah. you just buy the fucking costumes, right? But this model of like, hey, we're going to keep releasing characters, rebalancing the game, and we're going to, you know, let you choose what content you want to play. Like, you pay for exactly what kind of content you want. I think that's not just the future. I mean, that's the future of all video games, not just fighting games, is a game that is supposed to have a persistent life, like a fighting game that's supposed to be competitive or like StarCraft or whatever, you're going to pay for exactly what kind of content you want, and they're going to constantly release new content in $5, $10 increments that will keep you going for as long as they need to keep you going until they make yeah. another game. And in the reality of it is, they're going to milk more money out of us in the end, but we'll be happier for it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, 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 I look forward to it. Like, I, I didn't download the, that Tekken game that they came out with. Was it? Uh, Revolution. Revolution? 
Yeah. Didn't didn't do it. But uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Maybe I'll just download just to get, give give them the incentive to do it. But I feel like Namco isn't stupid enough to give up on it. I mm. feel like they're they're smart enough to do it better the next time. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, and there's the, I mean, the thing is, is I would rather spend five dollars ten times over the course of a year than buy a new game every year. Does that make yeah. sense? Does that make yeah. sense? Like, <laughs> no, because you're getting stuff. Like that, every time you spend that five bucks, they have they have just ma- made sure you're gonna play that game to, at least the next month. You know, they've added some longevity to that game. Sixty bucks once a year, you're gonna play that. You're gonna play that game maybe three months. They'd be like, I need some changes in this game, and never get them, and you're gonna feel cheated. Or you're gonna get them too late, and you're not gonna care anymore. Exactly. So like the, just the five the five dollars every couple of months. That's something I that's what Injustice did. I finally stopped playing Injustice when they stopped coming out with new shit. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly what it is. We I stopped playing Injustice uh when they stopped releasing a character every couple weeks. Because, you know, and and when they stopped releasing the comic books, because I really like the comic books. But uh <laughs> But yeah, like, we have to be able to pay for exactly what kind of content we want. And I think we, you know, Ultra Street Fighter 4, you know, Street Fighter has been doing that model-ish since, uh, Super Street Fighter 4 came out. It's just been like $15 increments. The 2012 patch was free. Yeah. You know, like, they, they've been just doing it like that. But that really, I mean, for, for uh we were just talking to a friend of ours afterwards they're like how because they were talking about how often do they update street fighter and i was like we haven't gotten an update for street fighter in two years <laughs> like you know and they're like yeah, they're like uh, that's ridiculous uh, i'm like i know but the game for some reason still has well and that's the other thing is companies will have they already are starting to but they're the capcom and namco let's just use them as an example will have come up with a, a business model of ways of streaming and advertising their game that will make up for the in-between times in which the game, uh, in which they're not releasing new titles. Does that make sense? So it's not, it's not going to be about releasing a new title every year. It's going to be about how long can I make this one title be interesting for people to watch and play and whatever. And when it finally has reached its, the end of its life cycle, then I will release a new title. You know what I mean? Uh, as yeah. opposed to, as opposed to, I have to release a new title every year because I gotta make money and I can't, you know, I can't make money if I'm not making games. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. But now okay. there's more ways to do that with games that already are already out. I'm really, I really, <clears throat> I'm excited because the, the, another big thing is bigger Evo gets, the quicker these changes will happen. And I love like someone tell me that. They released some uh, some information that was showing that Tekken is the most successful like fighting game franchise. Right. And I and I hope that that coming out makes Capcom, like Capcom really buckle down and go and just fire all of their executive staff. <laughs> like I need Capcom to get on board because I need them to. I I can't have Namco be the like the only big dude on the block. And then have Arc System, you know, still doing their thing in their shadow. Yeah. I need I need two juggernauts to fight it out to make sure we get good content for the next, you know, ten years. I well, don't and need it, and it could be Namco stomping on everyone's dick. 
You know, it yeah. could be any content. It doesn't matter. Like, characters are always better, but even if it's just a patch where they just tweak the characters a little bit, they release a costume set like they did with Injustice, you know, every couple of weeks. Something, Or even if it's something goes on sale, you know, like you just – the more that they take an interest in – because that's that really is the way that games are changing is, you know, games used to be you released it, it's gone. It's done. What's the next project? You know, you would never – you never look back. You're always looking forward, right? But now the games that come out, you know, first of all, because games require such a massive undertaking nowadays, you have you can't you can't afford to just put something out and move on. You have to be you have to find companies are having to find ways to keep you interested in the one game that they've released for two years, three years, however long it is. You know what I mean? Because there's just there's just not enough there's not enough revenue in just releasing a a triple A AAA title every year. You know, you know, I'm just, I'm just, go, I'm thinking back, like, Capcom came out with Street Fighter right at the edge of that, you know, right at the cusp of that moment, where like, if they had come out a little earlier, like, remember when they first, like, when Street Fighter first, Street Fighter Four first came out, they had all the costumes already on the disc, but you had to buy them to unlock them, which is a slap in the face. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, yeah. and it was just if they had come out with that game a little later after all the shit EA pulled, we all, all would have just been on board with it. <laughs> like, I feel like Capcom jumped in at at some places at just the right time and at just the wrong time with all the with a lot of their decisions. Right. And, I, and like, I feel like Street Fighter has been Street Fighter Four for whatever problems I have with it has been struggling to adjust to the times because they just landed at the worst time and the best time all at the same time. And I feel like this new patch for Street Fighter is a step in the right direction. And I hope that, because I heard rumors talking about Street Fighter Five. I hope the next year, the next five years, is Capcom taking Street Fighter Five, putting it on the next-gen console, and working with a free-to-play model. And that being, and, what the, and then just going with sales, going with getting Hori sales in there, like, oh, this week you can get Hori parts on sale if you use this code from, you know, well, you know, from Street Fighter, whatever, anything. I want, I, I really have high hopes that Capcom's going to pull something like that out of their hat when they unveil Street Fighter Five. Yeah, well, and I would, I would believe that. Namco has been on has like in terms of actual sales and in terms of like because you know for, no one's going to argue that Street Fighter 4 is at every single tournament it's you know the one that you'll see the most professional play in but you know worldwide like I could I could buy that uh, that Namco has sold more game more copies of their games than than Capcom has I could buy that uh, because you know we talked about it before you know Namco's system you know you're you're not you're gonna have you, you're never going to have, uh, with the exception of when you gave the the example of the 3D versus the 2.5D thing, yeah. where they that's that's like the most radical change they had was that you didn't have like an eight way walk where you could walk in any direction. You it was a it was still 2D fighter, but with Capcom, every single time they release a new game, you've got people being like, "What the fuck is this? And why do I care? And what? Why can't we just do that old thing that I really loved and make that better?" And Capcom's like, fuck you, no way. And Namco just does exactly that. So I, I can buy that. I can believe that Namco released, uh, has sold more of their shit than, uh, 
than Capcom has. I can believe that. Yeah, so like I so I guess to put it concisely, my prediction of the future is Namco is gonna continue to succeed in bigger and better ways. And I feel like in the future, all the because another reason why Tekken sells so well is they those games are complete games. All the costumes in there, all the custom costume shit that you can do with your character, all the ways you like, they even put a beat-em-up in, in the games, you know, just to give you more reason to play their game, even when you're not playing online. Exactly. So, and I feel like the, the downside is the next five years, all those all those things that I, I've come to just accept being in Namco games are going to be, become things I pay for, either in time or money. But I feel like they're going to they're, – I'm not feel. I know they're going to continue on that business, business model and succeed. My only if my only iffy thing is where not Capcom is going to make that jump in, with their first iteration of Street Fighter Five, or when they do Street Fighter Five 2016. Yeah, well, and it, we're, here's the other thing that we we need to touch on too. Let's talk about. I mean, when we talk about making people stick with these games and play, and really bringing in new players, because there's a lot of like fanboy dumb with Street Fighter, just because you know it's the same the same people that are playing now are the people that played 20 years ago. Okay, the game hasn't actually really gotten that much... It's gotten more popular, but not that much more popular. Namco's games have just been going up in popularity. Uh, But anyway, co-op. Let's talk about co-op. Okay, because... Oh, God. Because five years from now, I think you're going to have a co-op option for every major fighting game that exists. Just an option. It doesn't have to be a competitive play, but I think you will have that option in every single fighting game that you can play. Okay, can I geek out? Can I have a yeah. moment here? Okay. All right, all right. Well, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a moment. I want everyone. You guys, I, I'm going to give you guys a good 30 seconds on the podcast. All right, uh, everyone, take a deep breath. Okay. What? Are you serious right okay. now? Okay. Now we're back. Okay. All right. Now this is about to get very, right very... Geeky. Now, jump ahead 10 minutes if you want to skip this. I was just talking to my roommate. My roommate doesn't play very many fighting games, but he does play all the Naruto fighting games because he loves the manga. His roommate, to give you a reference, I mean, give you, just give you an idea of what kind of guy this guy He's a completionist. He has watched every single episode of Doctor Who that you can watch pretty much on the internet. Like, that you can download, steal, whatever. He's seen those episodes. And recently he's been watching Kamen Rider. I don't know if you know what Kamen Rider is, Keith. Have you ever seen it? Nope, never seen it. It's a Japanese guy in a rubber suit that usually looks pretty cool that drop kicks people to death. (laughs) And the whole, and the formula for each show is every year it's a different world or sometimes it's an overarching story. It doesn't matter. Every year it's a new hero with a new outfit and he, just a rider. Thank you. It's a new rider every year and he fucking flaming drop kicks people in new different ways. And then he levels up, and then either blows him up, and then drop kicks him again, and that's the whole show over and over again. But what I was telling him is, since guns like Namco came out with, uh, or Bandai came out with uh, this Gundam game that's co-op, it's two, it's two v two, and they're just milking people because it's co-op, basic rules, and it's got a very deep basic system. But what they do is they release characters 
characters from every single Gundam like series that has ever come out, and they charge you five bucks for each character. So if you want to buy all the characters, it's insanely expensive. But if you're like a hardcore fan and you just want to play that one Gundam from Char's Counterattack, you can buy it and play that with your best bud. Yeah. All right. Yep. I only bring this up because, one, they're not bringing that game out in America right now, and it's stupid. And, two, because I was talking with my roommate about Kamen Rider, and I was asking him why there isn't a co-op fighting game for Kamen Rider where you you, uh, you know you fight 2v2 or 3v3, whatever, and what, what you do is your super meter can either be used to use your rider kick to kill someone or, you know, do help your team kill someone or to upgrade your guy and give him a power up. But then he doesn't have a super meter because you just use that to up your character. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a co-op fighting game that has some kind of like developmental element is the future that's going to get everyone into it. Well, it's exactly what you said, because like with the Gundam game, that game is built for competitive co-op. It's not just a feature. It's built so that it is 2v2. It's not just like, oh, you know, when you're hanging out with your buddies, that's what you do to, to dick around, like when we, we play Scramble Mode and Cross Tekken. It's built. The, the whole system is built around you playing with another person on your team. And, uh, yeah, that's exactly, exactly. what it's going to be. So imagine that. Okay, imagine a Naruto game. <laughs> Just imagine. I know this is a geek. Imagine a Naruto game that's four v four. Is that means you got like you know maybe someone's a medic, a squad, whatever. I don't care how you do it. Point is, you have a squad versus a squad. That's a fighting game, like a three D fighting game that based that you know that's very competitively based. And then you upgrade your character in this free-to-play model, either with money or time, and there's cosmetic things you can buy in that game. But every like the cosmetic changes you buy outside the game make cosmetic changes in the game, you know? So maybe you change your character's finishing move. So now, how do I get this? I think the future of fighting games is going to be like a franchise. Like, I want it to be a Namco franchise or a Capcom franchise. Right. But I have a painful feeling that one of them is going to buy, like, a Naruto franchise. This is my futurist horror, my nightmare. Capcom's going to buy, like, the Naruto franchise and make a Naruto game and just, I mean, and just focus on making that game just, and almost turn it into a fighting game wow. That's my horror. Like, yeah. like, they take fighting games and turn it and somehow find a way to turn it into wow. That's well, my that's my nightmare. And but, the thing is, is like the games are always based on one v one. Fighting games have always been about one v one. Competitive, everything has been one v one. Which means you're always playing against your friend. You're never ever <laughs> playing with your friend. And 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 you know, there's a very you have to have a very specific kind of friend to do that. And let's be honest, we all want social gaming experiences right now. That's that's what it's all about is finding ways to play with other people. You know, I mean, yeah, you've got your games where you sit down and you play Mega Man, you sit in your corner, and you play for six hours and you love it. You play Skyrim all alone for 50 hours on you play Dark Souls, whatever it is. But for the games that we play regularly, we require a social element and fighting games wow. is going to be no exception. We're going to have to have or we're going to have a, a game that's balanced tournament balanced. 
specifically for 2v2s, 3v3s. Because can you imagine, can you imagine a Street Fighter game that's 3v3? And I don't, I'm not talking like, you know, like King of Fighters. Scramble mode? Yeah, not like Scramble mode or Smash Bros mode or whatever. But can you imagine a game that's like, uh, I guess, I guess Marvel's a really, really good example. If I could play Marvel with my buddies as each different character, I'd have a great fucking time. But, we actually used to do that in the very, very first Marvel vs. Capcom on the Dreamcast. Right. It's a fun game, as fuck. Yeah, a game like, you know, the way that they did it in Mortal Kombat, where you can use your buddies as assists. Like, just a game, the way that they kind of do it in Street Fighter X, yeah. But, like, a game that's specifically balanced for, you know, so so that you can have, so that the game is Justin Wong, Ricky Ortiz, and PR Balrog. That's Team EG for the fighting game, you know, for, for Street Fighter Twelve. You know, that's, that's, that's how it goes. It's no longer just a player. It's all, it's no longer one versus one. It's all about this social, this social thing. That's the future. Kaboom! Blow it wide open. Yeah, and that's, you know what kills me is, it's gonna be five years from now, I feel like it's not gonna be Ricky Ortiz playing, um, like Rufus. It's gonna be Ricky Ortiz's character is you know what I mean? Like he's gonna have a customized character that he's if that if that makes any sense to me, like I mean to you, like yeah. I, I don't feel like you're gonna have reused Kens or any of that. You're gonna have your own avatar that plays like a Shoto, but it's gonna be your avatar. And then people and then like pro players are gonna have their avatars and then people will start mimicking their avatars after their pro player, you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing is like when you get to a point where you can choose what kind of content you want and they start releasing specific content over time, the the diversity, the, people start to diverge a lot. And as long as the core gameplay still remains balanced, you're going to see, you know, like like in, in Tekken, you never see the same costume twice, really. Uh, yeah. You know, like you that's... never see the same kind of shit twice. And it will be kind of like that but with characters because if they keep releasing content like that, that's the but keep the main part of it balanced. Like we, I can I can almost hear hardcore fighting game fans listening to this rolling their eyes right now. But like, but no, I mean, but think about think about like remember when we made characters in Soul Caliber, right? And then imagine if that was balanced. Like when you're making a character, they they tell you like if you move your character size past a certain point, it fucks with the balance of the game. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, imagine if your character creation was completely balanced, and then you imagine a fighting game where you go, you make your character. Like it's almost like when you make a, a me, where like on the Wii U, it takes your picture and all that shit. You do imagine if you make a fighting game character like that. You pick a fighting style based on how you want to play the game. You know, like oh, so I will pick a zoning style. And as I complete, as I fight people online and play that fighting game, co-op with my friends, I can develop my style and personalize my character's fighting style. Yeah, you're going to see a link between the players and the characters themselves. It's not just going to be Ricky Ortiz plays Rufus. It's, oh yeah, that's Ricky Ortiz's character. He's got this crazy loadout that he's he's done. Uh, you know, and, and stop rolling your eyes, people at home, because it's yeah. totally the way that it's got to go. Because otherwise, that's, that's how it's going to keep longevity for some of these games and how to keep, keep these companies making enough money that they can produce tournaments and they can run their own leagues. You know, that's how it's going to have to go. And that's going to make players make money? Because what, like, what if they could license their, their, their bills or something? I mean, that's, that's going way. But I'm saying, like, 
it's, it's opening up new. I see it going in that direction because I see a co-op game going that way. Because the first thing that whenever we, it, and I hate you for doing this. So pretty much Pac has got me and Morty into playing Tekken. And so the <laughs> first thing you do, it is so, and it's so lame because the first thing you do is after you get any money, you're like, so you know we have to make magic outfits. And that's the first <laughs> thing you do. Like, <laughs> every single time. And so, like, how long until it becomes a point where I'm like, fuck it. If I can make a character that plays like this character that just looks like me, fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, like, we're already stones throw away from it. The only reason we don't do it is Soul Calibur is because it fucks with the balance. But if they fix that, why why would I not play as me running around biting people like a bear? Because I would do that. <laughs> Shit, I would still wear the kerchief. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, like, it's we're talking in the future. We're talking about stuff. Well, actually, Namco might do that in the next five years. So that could happen. But I don't see that being as big as a thing as we're making it out to be until past five years from now. But I see that being the future where there's no more reuse or kins. You you play like, oh, I play the Namco game and I use the Ortiz build or I use the yeah. Ares build. Yeah, and that's how I get down. Yeah. You know, that's I see that being the future. I mean it's 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 also I mean it's great, you know like there's that's going to totally exist or it'll be some modification of that. Because another thing that attracts us to the game is to games is a character storyline and so forth. So completely, so having all all of that be custom, you know, might be going a bit overboard. But it's going to have a very similar thing where Ryu's not going to just have three moves. He's going to have forty, and you can choose three of them. And your Ryu loadout is going to be different from other from other people's kind of a thing. Uh, yeah, I feel I feel like that will be the step. Uh, that'll be the step before we get to the weird avatar thing, <laughs> like. Because yeah. then that's how you balance it. Because you give, imagine if you can get Ryu his donkey kick from Third Strike, and then his uh, Dijin Hadouken. You know. Well, and they do. But, uh, they do that in. Uh, that's that's one of my favorite things about the Warhammer tabletop game. Is you know every match you have a thousand points, and every unit you pick to put in a match costs a certain number of points. So you know if you're gonna build a Ryu loadout, you know the donkey kick costs. 150 points, and his Super Hadouken costs 500 points. So you can make a Ryu that only has two really crazy powerful moves, you know. But you could do that, like you can. You, it's your Ryu, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's that's. I see that. I see that being the future. But I'm really super scared, and I'm dead serious about it. The next five years, someone taking this co-op idea, making a Naruto game, and it just being catching on like wildfire, or like Naruto, whatever. Fairy tale, whatever popular anime is out right now, and catching like wildfire and stifling hardcore competitive co-op fighting games for a little bit. Uh, yeah. That's my nightmare. Is that <laughs> someone makes like a Tenkaichi that doesn't suck, and they sell it to a bunch of kids, and then everyone tr- like stops what they're doing right now and tries to copy that formula. Yeah. That's my nightmare. Uh, so yeah, so there you go, guys. I mean, we, we talked about it for a while, but yeah, that's, that's what I think, you know, co-op, customizable games, you choosing your own content. That's the future. All right. Is your mind blown? It should be.
Because you, I, I know you're just thinking. Because you can. Because like, can you imagine them just running along the same path right now and just kind of, you know, not really anything. This is Street Fighter Six, and it's just got more characters. Like there has to be something new. There has to be something new, but with the same things that I love in the future. Um, yeah. And that's the future. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think uh, that was about ten minutes. Yeah. That was a good. That was a good ten minute rant. Yeah. Like, you. Part, yeah. Your your section of that rant was ten minutes, but but yeah, we we we've gone. <laughs> For a little while, but let's move on. Uh, Excuse me. <laughs> no, no, it's great. I love that. Uh, I love the. I love the hit you took right in the middle of it as well. So, we the character of the week this week is M Bison, and uh, so Savage, why don't you give us a little bit? And this we're gonna do the Street Fighter Four version. Why don't you give us a little bit of breakdown? Give us a visual. Give us give us some history on Mr. Bison. Bison is an entrepreneur, okay? <laughs> he's a man with dreams. Right? He's a man with dreams, man. Listen, listen. What, what does Ryu want to be? He wants to be the best, what, warrior around? Bison wants to be the best around, all right? Bison wants it so bad, he's harnessed an energy called psycho energy, okay? Would you ever use an energy source called psycho energy? No. <laughs> But you don't want to be the best around. Bison does. And he takes that psycho energy, and he used to give people psycho abortions, and then they nerfed him. And then they wonder why he doesn't do any damage, why no one plays in the tournaments, why he can't get shit done. <laughs> Just, but... You know why? Because they always try to keep the big man down, all right? Bison just wants to be the best, and no one wants you to be the best. You know, so Bison's got to fight for it. And that's why I like Bison. Because when you play Bison, you get dirty, you get real dirty. I don't know how many times I've thrown people, just thrown people three times in a row in the corner, like, fuck you, I'm Bison, nigga. No, get up. I'm Bison, nigga. Why'd you get back up? Back on the ground, dead, done. Bison always gets dirty because Bison has to be the best. Well, and Bison, uh, he looks like he's wearing one of those like onesies. Like he's got, he's like a dictator with like the the friggin' sky captain hat, and he's got he the like, dictator. He, like South American, he's just, he looks like a South American general. Yeah, he's exactly. Like, <laughs> He's got the El General shoulder pads, and he's got the skin-tight onesie, and he's got the big old boots with the knee pads on him, and he's always he's always got that like million-dollar smile on his face, <laughs> just so happy of stomping on you over and over again. And Bison has been around since Street Fighter Two. Like he was the final boss. He's always been the main, pretty much always, except for I guess Akuma, and then in Third Strike it was Gil and or. Uh, uh, but he's. Uh, he's always been in the background. You he's know? the one that they're like, you know, he's always like a shadowy figure. And the only reason that there's another villain is because Bison had something else he was doing or because he was dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like, like the only reason that you're here is because Bison had to go take a fucking vacation for two weeks. You know, like, so Bison's pretty, he's pretty badass, and he's a, he's a charged character. Uh, so he's one of those guys that do a special move. You have to back up. You back up, you hold back, you hold back for two seconds, and then you push forward, and uh, you cycle crush out, you fly across the screen. <laughs> or you, 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 you crouch, and you're crouching, you're crouching, you're crouching for, for two seconds, you wait, you wait, and you jump in here, you stump on her fucking head, you stump, you're like, ah! And he laughs like, ha 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 ha! It feels so good. 
And then when you punch someone in the top of their head with bison, the satisfaction, because he's smiling, this shit-eating grin the whole time. And I, just, I feel like whenever he punches someone, he talks about himself in the third person. Like, you know, you thought you could take on the bison? <laughs> you thought the bison was a bitch? <laughs> yeah. Let me let, take the bison psycho crusher. Like, oh, man. Yeah, and, and so, that's the thing. Like, bison, you know, what Savage was talking about earlier with bison, uh, yeah, his moves are not the easiest to pull out, uh, and it's really easy to mix up bison. But so let's let's talk a little bit about uh, oh about bison because oh yeah no no let's get to the real nitty gritty Keith no let's do that let's look at bison who's this badass guy we just described but imagine he's all he's everything we described but he does no damage right <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool though right because he's got his psycho crusher he figured out would go through a lot of fireballs. But it doesn't. Apparently, when you cover yourself in burning psychotic energy and fling yourself recklessly at your recklessly at your foes, it doesn't go through fireballs or bullets or jabs. So, or jabs. So <laughs> you just punch you know. him in the head, dead head, knock him out of it. Like stop it. I love it. So <laughs> this, that, that is the epitome of Bison's character in the story and in the game. Because deep down. He's a super villain that keeps getting, losing to homeless people and white guys co-opting other people's culture. <laughs> like, and that's just him all over, man. You have all these great aspirations and you lose to jabs. You lose to douchebag DJs with Moroccos and shit like Moroccos. Like you, you just, it is just disappointing because you want to be the best. You're the bison. <laughs> no, you lose the jabs. Oh, shit. To white boys and geese. All right. So how do you how do you play as bison? How do you what do you do? Because bison. So bison, like I said, he's got this like he has no fireballs. He's got a teleport. He's got uh, this psycho. He goes psycho crusha where he fly, flings himself across a screen like a human bullet and he's got the scissor kicks where he does a front flip and kicks you twice on the top of the head and he's got the 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 dictator head stomp where he jumps up to the top of the screen and stomps on your face and then flies away so how do you uh how do you make bison work savage here's here's what you do here's what you do before each bison match you take a deep breath i usually do is i usually just run at them and i scream ah and then I hit him. I get at least two good meaty hits. And then I see if I have to life lead, and if I have to life lead, I run like a bitch until they get frustrated, right? Because <laughs> the thing with Bison is you do no damage, but if you play them right, you can make people chase you because he has a teleport and he has a head stomp and a head stomp fake out. So you can fuck with people. So you get that life lead and you run. I mean, seriously, for like a good 30 seconds. Do everything you can to not engage that other person. And keep that life lead, and they're going to start getting real pissed. That's when you start doing the scissor kick. You only do the light scissor kick, and they're going to block it. Every time they block, you're safe. So you block, and then scissor kick. Block, scissor kick. Then they're going to start getting fancy. You run for another 10 seconds. (laughs) Then you just start throwing the shit out of them. Scissor kick, throw. Back up. They try and throw you. It's like, no, fuck that. Throw. Get back in the corner, nigga. Back up. No, that's how Bison does it. Scissor kick. I'm just kidding. Throw. And that's how you end the match. That's every Bison match. You get dirty. And if it's guile, you eat the dick. If it's, if it's a good reading, you eat the dick. 
Because you can. If you can, you get dirty with them. And you might. It's 50 50. It's like, here's the and thing. Like, Tyson, all of his moves are literally like. Are, he, he telegraphs more than almost any other character in the game. His moves are like, I'm coming at you! And you're like, oh my, you're like, okay, I'm gonna block. Like, he's one of those dudes that do, does the windmill punch in a fight. You're like, no way you're doing a windmill. And he's like, oh, I'm coming at you! But Bison, Savage is actually, you know, for once, I really, I really kind of agree with you with the like making them frustrated kind of a thing. But not with the running thing. Like, Bison has a lot of really, 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 really solid normal attacks, especially his heavy kick, because he just kicks you and he smiles and laughs when he does it. You get kicked in the head a couple of times by Bison like that, and you'll do anything to, to, to do to get in, get in on him. You know what I mean? It depends. Like, you, you, it all depends. Because if they have a lot of health and they realize how little damage you do, they start getting really, really bold. <laughs> but if you, if you fluster the shit out of them for more than half that match, they don't even pay attention to the fact that you're not even hurting them. They just walk into stupid setups. I don't even play rushdown characters. I just realized I control the fuck out of people with Bison and get away with it for the longest time. Yeah, because it's not because here because Bison doesn't have a ton. He's not a hardcore combo kind of guy. He's a lot of pokes and a lot of like uh, you have to get really good at hit confirming. Uh, so like you you know you landed one of your pokes. And you go, you're like, oh man, I landed a poke. I can do a special move right afterwards, and it'll combo. You have to get really good at doing that. Um, <clears throat> but he's he's really cool, and he's, <laughs> you know, he's just he's one of those characters where the move that you it shouldn't hit, but it does. Like you wouldn't think that when he jumps, like ah, at you with his foot stomp, that it would hit. But you can you can really kind of confuse people with him, you know. Yeah, that ex head stomp too is. Just like has the business, has the biggest fuck you. Cause like you hit the ground so hard when he steps on your head with that ex head stomp, and he's just grinning like mm, bison. It's great. I love it. <laughs> just imagine if you ran for someone for thirty seconds and then you just made them eat a whole ex head stomp. <laughs> the rage. Yeah. <laughs> the things people abandon. When they're trying to kill you after that point, ugh, I'm not gonna lie. It gives me a little, it gives me a little chub. It's great. This is, here's the thing. <laughs> and here's the thing too. Another good strategy with, uh, with Bison is everybody's gonna assume you're gonna run from them and you're gonna, you're gonna knock them down with one of their special moves and then you're gonna run and poke and run and poke and run and knock them down. If you just rush at them with Bison, they're not gonna know what the fuck is going on. They're like, they're like, holy crap, he's coming right at me. Who am I playing against? I thought I was playing against Bison. And he's got those little, like, footsie combos that he can do. You can confuse the shit out of people. Bison's all about, excuse me, Bison's all about switching from defense to offense really, really quickly. You got to be able to be like, all right, wait, 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 wait. Ha! All right, wait, 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 wait. Kick, kick, ha! Like, there's no, you know, he doesn't have a momentum that he does. He doesn't have a lot of crazy shit he can do. Like, he knocks you down to the ground. Bison lets you stand back up again. You know, he doesn't, like, do any of that stupid shit where he's, like, jumping on both sides of you and trying to cross you up or anything. No. Bison's like, get up, we're doing it again. You know, like, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything like that. And that's why I actually really like watching him fight, because it's, it's pretty boss. When you just knock knock Ryu on his ass, and he's like, oh, man, he's going to cross me up. And Bison's like, nope, stand up. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to knock you down. I don't, need to, I don't need to cross you up. Because <laughs> like, well, you got to be the best, and the best doesn't play games. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. 
Yeah. You, you let him stand up and you punch him with a flaming psycho fist. <laughs> well, all right. So how do you play? Uh, how do you how do you fight against Bison? I mean, in the new because in Ultra, the new patch thing for Bison, they give him a lot of new tools and the new uh, red focus attack, which allows you to instantly cause a crumple at the cost of three meters out of any normal attack or move. I mean, it's really important for someone like Bison because he can basically hit you with a po- with a with a kick, burn three bars a meter, and hit you with an Ultra right afterwards. I mean, it's really it's really important for someone like Bison. So he's gonna have he's gonna yeah. be a little bit stronger. His uh his psycho abortion, as Savage likes to call it, which is where he stops and he punches you in the stomach and shoots you in the shoots you so hard that psycho energy bursts out of your back. Uh, that's gonna be stronger in the new game. How do you play against Bison? Oh man, are you kidding me though? He's still a pussy. Like, I mean, he still does what? like no damage. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, he has. A, so here's here's the thing. Like, I guess with the red focus, you have to look for now is if you get to a certain point, like health threshold, he becomes like Superman. Whereas, like, if I eat that red focus, I'm gonna eat the psycho abortion and die if I have X amount of health. But before that, you got plenty of time to just put him in the corner and fuck him to death, like everyone else does. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like. Because he, he teleports, but in Ultra, they're making the teleport less safe. So, really, yeah, Bison still loses to the Holden fuck. Yeah, that's the thing. is is Bison's weakness has always been that he doesn't have a lot of good options when he gets up off the ground. He's got some good options when he's got meter to get away, but he's got nothing to, like, he's got no really good reversals. You know, he doesn't have a shore you can where he can just wake up and knock you away from him. Even his Ultras aren't really that good at... You know, especially because his ultras require that you charge. And so when you're charging and then someone jumps over to the other side of you, you instantly lose your charge because you have to be holding away from them. Um, so it's, yeah, so he doesn't have a lot of good wake up options. So knock him down and don't let him get away. That's how you do it. (laughs) He's still going to lose to the vortex and you don't even need to be good at it. (laughs) Like, so it's, it's just rough. He had a counter for that in vanilla with a cycle abortion. But then they thought that was broken, so <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Yeah, no, because that's uh, that's the thing. Like Bison is uh, once he gets knocked down, he's got he's got some problems with uh, getting away from them. If he especially if he doesn't have meter, and if you know he's gonna try and get away from you, you could totally find him and punish him for it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's the that's the issue though. Is that Bison is so hard to get a knockdown on because he can just keep you at arm's length and knock you down and just frustrate the crap out of you up, up until that point. Uh, good luck knocking him down. Uh, but he is a lot like Dulcim where you can't, uh, you do a lot of work to get a win with, uh, <laughs> with Bison. Yeah. You know, because yeah, he doesn't have a lot of combos. You're not going to just jump in and fly and kick him like Ryu. He's just like, no, I got to wait. No, wait, and I got I to gotta chip you down. Uh, but yeah. Now I'm, now I'm sad again, but he is the best. He will show everyone he's the best. Yeah, right. I, hope, I hope we get to see some cool Bison play. I hope we get to see Hugo 101 running Bison and all his characters and whatever. Uh, but, yeah, so that was our character of the week. And, again, our character of the week was submitted by you, the people. And I don't think I've done this yet. But if you'd like to get in touch with us, submit a question or a character of the week, give us an email at keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter Twitter at, uh, at classypodcast. And just check out our website, keepitclassy.podbean.com uh, for – 
you know, just to check out our episodes and, and make comments and things like that on them. Also, please subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't done that already. It really helps. Uh, it's really important to us. The more subscribers we get, the happier we are. It's a direct correlation. Uh, so, yeah, subscribe to us. Send us an email. Uh, and, again, that's how we pick our characters of the week is by, uh, by popular demand. So uh, before we write out each show, we always like to do Q&A from one of, the, one of the fans out there. So this week we have a question from uh, Arcane4 who's uh, submitted through our, our email. So thank you, Arcane4. The question is, so I've got a few different bad habits. I know I do. The trouble is I don't know how to find them. I know I lose a lot, but it's hard for me to pinpoint where my weaknesses actually are. Do you have any tips to not just round out my uh, – do you have any tips to not just round out my weak spots, but to find them in the first place? Uh, so thank you, Arcane Force. So Savage, how do you how do you find your weaknesses in the first place? And it's not just like I I lose. I don't know. I am I am such an introspective, self-hating person. I am painfully aware of all my weaknesses at all times. So, hmm. So, <laughs> I guess a good a good point would be to fight against uh, Pac and let him just constantly <laughs> abuse that for a what? while. That's, that's a good point. Nah, that's not what I do. <laughs> you will actively do that. So, oh, 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 oh. Do I need to go back to the Zanjeev kick? Uh, where, uh, so, so, Pac, uh, I know I brought up before. Let's have a let's have a recap on Street Fighter Fortnite when Pac was winning so well that he thought he was going to beat everyone with a Zanji kick, and then he did, and then everyone was tired and went home because they were over it. Because every time he did it, he would go Zanji kick, and he would kick you in the chest. <laughs> to be fair, that night uh, one of our friends did talk a lot of shit to me. <laughs> so he had he had to get the Zanjeev kick, but uh, but actually that's a perfect example because the way you find your weaknesses is by watching patterns. Okay, if there is a certain move or type of move that you get hit with a lot, like a fireball or a sweep or uh, a jumping attack, if you get hit by a specific kind of move a lot. That's a great place to start. First of all, if you're getting hit a lot, learn to block. That's numero uno of like 90% of your weaknesses all stem from you having a terrible defense. Because being because being defensive isn't fun for most people. You want to be doing the punching, not be getting punched, right? That's like you know that's 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 like a common thing. Is that you your weakness always starts with defense, but you have to look for patterns. Okay, if you're getting hit by the same set of moves or you're doing the same moves and it's always missing. Got to pay attention to the patterns a little bit, okay? Because even though, even if you play online and you're getting your ass kicked a lot, you could start with you. You're like, okay, I do a lot of dragon punches, and they always miss whenever when I play online. That's a pattern, and that's a good place to start with where your weaknesses are. Uh, but also, yeah, just just look at your look at your defense, dude. Defense is the p- place to start. You know, most people don't. You know, I mean, defense. If you're too defensive, you know, it could be a weakness. But I would rather tell you to be more defensive than offensive in a fighting game, which I know sounds strange because I'm all about just like imposing my will on people. When I play, but, uh, it's a bad, oh, yeah. only, only when you play. That's, that's... <laughs> so, you know, it's a bad, habit. uh, is you got, you got to watch for patterns and, uh, and, and yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's what I think. I think you just got to watch for what you continuously get hit by. Do you get thrown a lot? 
You get thrown a lot by different people. Do you do you always get hit by a jumping attack into a combo? I mean, think about how the attacks usually start. Does it always start like you know? Does the combo always start with you getting kicked in the head from a flying kick, or does it just happen you know from you running in recklessly and getting punched in the face? Like, uh, and and uh, don't try and find all your weaknesses all at once. Just just try one at a time. Try to stay focused on one thing at a time. Yeah, right. You're not. Yeah, you don't have to be perfect. You just gotta. And once you start making improvement, it'll all start becoming clear to you. Like the better, the more you improve, the easier it'll be to start noticing your bad habits. Yeah. So there you go. So, so hopefully that's uh that's helpful. Arcane four. Thank you again for sending us uh, uh, a uh, a question. Uh, again, if you want to submit a question, just send it in to keepitclassypodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, do you have any shout-outs or anything like that for uh, for the, the end of the podcast, Savage? <sighs> <laughs> Thank you, Marijuana. You guys stay sexy out there. <laughs> okay. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye.